0: Morning. Welcome to Get Up With God. Happy fresh week to you. It's good to see you this morning. Glad to be with you. Hope you got your Bible ready to read this morning. I've got my coffee this morning. Someone said yesterday at church, they said, Dylan, did you give up on coffee? And I was like, you know what? I think I have betrayed coffee because I like my new drinks so much with caffeine in them that I gave them up. But today we're back on the old coffee. So I hope you grabbed your coffee this morning. I hope you have it and you're ready to start your day. I certainly am. I'm ready to get reading this morning. I had a great Easter service this weekend and, uh, celebrating Jesus's resurrection. So glad that he did the work that he did for us. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the work that he did this morning, uh, as I've been studying and, and praying with, uh, with the Holy ghost this morning, um, I'm glad to see some things um, revelated to me in the Word and got some new things revealed to me. So I want to share a couple of those this morning, and hopefully it's a blessing to you. And then we can start our week, start our day the right way um, with Jesus, with God, involved in all all the things that we do. So if you have your Bible with you this morning, open with me to um, Isaiah 52. It's where we're going to start. Excuse me. Isaiah fifty two this morning, and uh, we're going to read here in a second. Before we start, though, I want to pray. I want to get into the Word, and we'll do that in a minute. But I want to pray, start the day in prayer with the Lord. And I've got a, I want to, I've got a prayer request for somebody this morning that I I typically don't do these on the air, um, live. But I want to pray for a special friend. Uh, Got news this morning, um, early this morning around five a.m. A dear friend is in the hospital. And I want to pray for them, and uh, you guys can come in agreement with me, and um, we'll believe for some supernatural healing this morning. So let's pray. I'm going to pray for everybody watching and listening, and then we're going to pray specifically for our friend and uh, speak healing over them. So let's pray, Lord. We thank you for this morning. We lift you up. We magnify you, Lord. We give you all the praise, the glory, the honor. We exalt you. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. We just give you the praise, the attention, the glory, our lives, Lord. We give you this time, uh, Lord, for for not for us. We know that there, the, there will be reciprocated blessing and prosperity and help and healing and peace in our lives for spending this time with you, but we give this time because you deserve this time. You deserve our lives, and the, le- the least that we could do, Lord, is just spend time with you so we exalt you we lift you up we magnify you we give you the praise and the glory we love you lord we worship your name we worship you and praise you oh lord you're you're a mighty god you're a mighty mighty god above anything else above every every other king every other god you're exalted on high lord we exalt you now we lift you up now lord we come to you in faith not in fear but in faith right now with the with with Melissa, but Lord, with the Brock family right now, we come in agreement. And Lord, I, I just I lay my hands on on this family uh, through these messages, Lord, that they've texted me this morning. We lift up Donnie to you right now. And Lord, we ask for peace right now in the family. But Lord, we just ask for a supernatural work inside of his body. Uh, we speak to the Uh, the raised blood levels. We speak to sickness. We speak to any disease in his body. We come against it right now. Satan, we command you to loose your hold on his body, on his mind, his heart, his blood. In Jesus' name, we come against you. And we ask, Lord, right now for peace inside of him in this time. And we thank you, Lord, for supernatural healing upon his life and upon his body. We call it a quick recovery in Jesus' name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Excuse me. Well, thank you, Lord, for healing. And we call it done, completely healed and done this morning. And uh, what a way to start our day. Glory to God. Well, if you haven't turned there yet, turn with me into um, Isaiah 52. I'm going to put this to the side for a second. It's good to see you this morning. Hope you had a great Easter Easter weekend and been working on a few things this past week and making sure we got access to podcasts and everything that's available. You know, people have been listening um, just as much as uh, people watch live and uh, appreciate everybody joining live, whether you're from Facebook or from Twitter or you're on Twitch. Thank you for joining, being with me live this morning. Um, We've got a lot of people that listen on audio podcasts, and so you know that that's available. I just want to let you know that uh, between Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, you've got, I mean, you, you, you name them, uh, they're on there. And uh, you can listen on and, uh, and participate on that if you don't get to watch the live service. So that's a great thing. So Isaiah 52. Um, yesterday, we celebrated Jesus's resurrection from the grave. You know, he, he came back to life. Um, Friday, we, they call it good Friday. Um, wasn't such a good Friday, but the work that was done on that Friday, I wanted to talk about, and we may not get through all these today, but, um, and I didn't plan, you know, I, a healing is one of the things that we're going to talk about this morning, but a dear friend texts me and, um, told me about her husband, what was going on and he needs healing. And that's one of the things that was committed to us through the work that Jesus did on that Friday. You know, it's important we remember a lot of these things and it's important as Christians, this holiday, that we call it a holiday, but this, this time and this season was when our Savior, the God of our life, the God of our what we call religion, but Jesus Christ, our Savior, was crucified, beaten, destroyed, and um, that was for, uh, that work was for me and you. And uh, it's important we keep in remembrance the things that he does, because not just to feel emotional about it, you know, there is a sense of emotion to it because Jesus, God came to earth as Jesus, as a real human, a real person, there was love and feelings, emotions involved in that. But more importantly than that, there was a work done. And to stay in faith for the things that he has done, they have to be very relevant to you and me. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say that faith came a a while ago and then you have to operate on faith that you received in years past or in times past. No, we have to renew that faith and continually build the faith that we've received and we can continually build upon it. And these things bring into remembrance the work that Jesus did for us. It's incredibly important. And I want to point out a couple of them. We may not get through all of them this morning, which is okay. We can continue talking about the good work that Jesus has done just because he's not crucified anymore, just because he hasn't he, he's not marred and beaten up anymore and dying uh, right now it doesn't mean that that work doesn't continue. It does continue. And what a great work it is. You know, me and you as Christians, we should be living in this work, the work that Jesus did on a regular basis. We should be the ones uh, expelling this or, uh, propelling this good work to the world and showing that, that the work that Jesus did wasn't in vain or wasn't for, uh, wasn't lost in translation over time. We should be living in these things. We should be living in them. Let me go through a couple of them that we're going to talk about Jesus, uh, the work that he did that Friday and, uh, on the cross and before the cross, really, there was a lot of work done before he even got to the cross so healing, there's there's four things that the work that Jesus did that I wanted to point out, and there's a lot more that we could get into, but I summarized it into these four. Healing, peace, prosperity, and redemption. We're going to talk about four of these. But these works were done before he ever hit the cross. Three of these were even done before he hit the cross, before his, his hands were ever nailed to the cross. And these things we should be living and walking in on a regular basis. You don't get healed. You are healed. You're the healed of Jesus Christ. You you were healed when this took place. You live in a healed body. Well, why does sickness happen? Why does disease happen? Why why does pain happen? Why do these things happen? Well, we live in a cursed world. You're living in a society that's a cursed world, right? Well, I don't say I, uh, you know... I drive a dirty vehicle because my vehicle gets dirty every once in a while. No, I have a very clean vehicle. I clean it on a regular basis. I take it. I have a membership to a car cleaning place because I drive a clean vehicle. Well, it rained yesterday, it a torrential da- dra- downpour yesterday. There's mud on the side of my truck. You know, I drove through a dirt road yesterday, but my truck's still a clean truck. It just has a little dirt on it. And our, our life, you are a healed individual. We're going to get into scripture here and start reading. But you, you these are the things you have to understand on a regular basis. You don't get healed as a Christian now. Now, if you're not saved, if you know someone that's not saved, they can't say the same things until they get saved. Once they become saved or they, they uh, um, accept Jesus as their Savior, then at that point they can claim that th- these things belong to them. But until that point, you can't claim those things until you've got you've come underneath the shelter of jesus christ there's no other way to heaven there's no other access to heaven or the things that jesus has made available except through him and what an easy access that it is you know where the work comes in is staying within the work of jesus Not receiving the things of Jesus, but staying within the works of Jesus is where the work comes in. Receiving and coming underneath Jesus is the easiest part. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart. Faith comes to you, is preached to you. Faith comes, words are spoken, and redemption is made available immediately. There's no waiting period. You don't have to sign up for it, there's no subscription, there's no fees. Right there's no access or no green card that you have to get to access the family. No, you is immediately received Jesus, and you are immediately brought underneath the umbrella, the canopy of of protection of these things for your life. But until that point, you don't have that. You can't say that that's yours until you've come underneath that canopy. And coming underneath the canopy of Jesus Christ is easy, incredibly easy. But staying underneath that to keep the things of the world out are what takes some work and some effort so and and god's jesus has made available to us his spirit to help us with that but talking about healing you know let me stay on that for a second that's that's speaking to me and encouraging me is we we are healed what else i i i am filled with peace i have peace well, there's a lot of torment going on and I've got a lot of things and stressful things going on. But that doesn't change that I'm a peaceful person. I have peace. Prosperity. I'm I'm blessed. Well, Dylan, at the current moment I'm broke. I understand the what your bank account says or what your bank account the lack thereof says. <laughs> But it doesn't change that you are you have made been made prosperous because of Jesus' work. Well you're saying that because you because Bank of America or Wells Fargo says a certain number, it changes the level of prosperity that God made Jesus made available to you. That's a little early to be for me to be getting all preachy like this. Let me let me go back into our scriptures. Isaiah 52. Let's start here verse 13 says, behold, my servant shall deal prudently. This is now this is a prophecy. This is what's amazing about the scripture and the word of God is before Jesus ever stepped feet on this earth before his feet ever touched the planet, and he was born of a virgin. These things were prophesied in the in the what at that time was the Bible was the Old Testament, there wasn't a New Testament yet. But the Old Testament was the Bible, that was what they referenced. And this is in the Bible. This is scriptural before Jesus ever did any work. And so this was prophesied before Jesus did work on the cross. It says, verse 13, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high, just as many were astonished at you. So his visage, this is verse 14, so his visage or the visual appearance of him was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men so shall he sprinkle many nations kings shall shut their mouths at him for what had not been told they shall see and what they had not heard they shall consider this is jesus christ that came and bore the world upon his shoulders the sin and the redemption redemptive work upon his shoulders this is the the description of it his vis- visage the visual appearance of his body was completely marred beyond recognition. You couldn't recognize Jesus when he went to the cross. You know, we uh, showed some clips of very, very graphic and detailed illustration of what happened to Jesus uh, at our church for Easter. And if you do some watching, you could watch movies like the. there's a movie, The Passion of the Christ, it's a very descriptive and um, biblically accurate depiction of what happened to Jesus but that doesn't even come close to what really he looked like because the Bible says that he was marred beyond recognition you couldn't recognize him as a man uh, I've seen one one notes or a, a study Bible and the the notes in it would reflect based on what type of punishment he received that he wasn't recognized you couldn't re- he looked like a, there was a uh, it was like a skeleton that had flesh hanging on it. He was so marred and beaten. They were pulling his hair. They were ripping his beard from his face. Uh, uh, one one part in here we're going to read about how peace came to us is uh, Dake's illustrates how what could what could one look like in the course of a day with no shower, no cleansing, no um, cleaning of oneself after six over six hundred people uh, spat on spit on his face. What, could, what what would a human look like at that point after they, he had been beaten, uh, bruised, uh, ripped apart, and then men are spitting on him, which is one of the most tormenting, th- or, you know, as far as uh, ridicule and as far as um, embarrassment. That's one of the worst embarrassments of the time. Um, but this is what our Savior went through. This And this isn't too gory or bloody for our time. Uh, this would be. This is depicted as what what really happened to to our king and to our Savior you know my daughter asked yesterday um she really wants to watch the movie and understand what's going on what happened to her Jesus and uh she asked if if uh should we could watch the movie and absolutely we're not gonna hide that from her, but she you know she's coming to an older age now and wants to understand what happened and and see that and in explaining it to her. Uh, that Jesus isn't a figurative person. This is important, not just for a nine-year-old, but this is important to to grasp for ourselves. This was a human being, not a a supernatural being. Well, you got to get this through your head. Jesus didn't have any unfair advantage over you and me. There was no unfairness to Jesus that you and I don't have access to. In fact, Jesus said that me and you would do more and greater works than he did. Now, today... Well, how is that if Jesus was this supernatural being that had unfair advantages over humankind, he could do things, Dylan, that was Jesus, he could do things. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Jesus. He was a perfect being from the time he was born, born of a virgin, wasn't born into sin, like, like, or out of sin, I should say, like the rest of us, but he had to deal with the same temptations. The Bible says that we're tempted. There's no temptation that's taken you, but such as is common to man, uh, meaning every person's t- been tempted with it. Jesus was tempted. He was proven while here on this earth that he was he lived blameless, spotless. But Jesus is a real human, and he had no unfair advantage over you and me. He had to receive the, f- the filling of the Holy Spirit and be empowered. The Bible says when John baptized him with water un- unto Uh, salvation, but then he was filled with the Holy ghost with that same baptism that, that John the Baptist gave that same time, Jesus was filled with the Holy ghost. And from that point for three years from the age of 30 to 33, he did miracles. So he didn't do a miracle before he was filled with the Holy ghost because he, he didn't have any unfair advantage over you and me. And sometimes we think of Jesus as which he is, he was God, but we think of him having this supernatural ability that nobody else had on earth. But the Bible says he laid aside that power. He laid aside his his mighty weight, the Bible says, his mighty weight in glory or the, the uh, supernatural ability that he came to earth with. He laid that aside so that he could walk through this earth with the same temptations, with the same Uh, disadvantages that humankind has and walk within the curse and he overcame still so many times we see that he the victories that he had through the scripture well that is why what the work that he did was worth what it was worth so you and me could die on the cross and it wouldn't be worth what it was worth that Jesus did it's not the same value he, Jesus's work that he did on the cross had value because of the life that he lived and because of the work that he did on the earth he lived sinless blameless and then he took the sin that we had committed the the work on the earth and he laid that on himself he he didn't say and no man he he, he said in the word no man takes my life but I lay it down no one's going to take my life from me I'm laying my life down it's of me what a I mean, mighty, mighty man of God. Well, I mean, just mighty man that he could do that for us. Yes, he is the son of God. He is God in human form, but he laid that power aside as being God and had to receive the same power, had to walk the same walk that we did. That's why the work that he did is so powerful. So in healing, turn with me into Matthew, starting with healing. One of the first things, we're not going to get through all these today. These are very important topics, but we may take some time this week to go through these. But healing made available to us immediately when Jesus, before he ever touched the cross, there was healing made available to you and me. So let's read Matthew 26. No, I'm sorry. We're going to go back to 26 when we get into the peace, the, uh, peace and, and uh, prosperity. We'll go back. Um, But I want to read out of Matthew 27. So Matthew 27. Let's drop down. um, Let me get there in the dates because I want to read one of the footnotes in here. Thank you guys for joining everybody that's here this morning. Mom, good morning. Good to see you. Thanks for joining live. Appreciate you. I love you. Randy, good to see you, brother. Ruth, good morning. I'm glad you're on this morning. It's good to see you. Elaine, good to see you this morning. I hope you guys had a great weekend, a great Easter. What did I say? Matthew 27. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Matthew twenty seven and verse Mine Math, yeah, Matthew twenty seven and verse uh twenty six. Verse 26. Danielle, good to see you as well this morning. Thank you guys for joining. Miss Connie, thanks for joining live. It's good to see you guys on this morning. Hope you're doing well. Amanda, good morning. Good to see you. Andre, good morning, brother. Good to see you, man. Oh, couldn't see everybody for a second there when I took my glasses off. Keith and Becky, it's good to see you guys on. Good to see you. Best, good morning. Jared, good morning to you, man. Mandy, good morning. Good to see you. Claudette, good to see you this morning. If you're watching on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, thank you guys. If you're on uh, Twitch, thanks for joining on Twitch. wish I could get more involved with you, but uh, you know I'd have to get on my phone and all the different stuff. But be sure to get involved if you're on Twitch watching. Thank you guys for being on. Um, Matthew 27, 26, we're talking about healing. The work that Jesus did or um, the effort that was put in by Jesus and what happened to him that guaranteed healing to you and me um stay there in Matthew uh, let's read this first let's read this first Matthew 26 uh, 27 chapter 27 verse 26 then released he let me read it out of the New King James and we'll go read the footnote there then he released Barabbas to them and when he had and when he had scourged Jesus he delivered him to be crucified and the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the, the uh, praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and they had twisted a crown of thorns that they had put on his head and reed in his hand. So listen to what what, what the Dakes explains, what a scourge is. So the under, you have to understand what they did to his body to understand why healing is made available to you and me. So what Jesus had taken away from him was made available to you and me. What, what G, write that down. What Jesus had taken away from him was made available to you and me. And Jesus had his flesh and his, his uh, really his healing. He was not healed anymore. He was broken, bruised, destroyed. His body was completely destroyed so that you and I could have a healed body. See if Jesus hadn't done the work for it, it wouldn't have been made available to you and me. He had to do the work for it to become available. See, that's a that's a great lesson maybe like on this next podcast series that I'm going to work on, completely different show, but would be about hard work and and promotion. Uh, the work that the results don't come without the work being put in. That's just in the human sense, right? In the natural working sense the results don't come unless you put the work in so many people think they're going to get rich and wealthy and all these things and have success if they don't put the work in. no you've got to put the work in there's effort well let's go back to scripture now the work and the things that are available to the christian available it's available to every person but we can receive of it because we've been covenant we've been made covenant with jesus we've been made one we're underneath the canopy of jesus but this work that he did of his lack of healing made healing available to you and me. So this is what the Dake said a scourge is. A scourge was a Roman implement for a severe bodily punishment. Now keep in mind Roman punishment was different, which is would be considered like the um the uh you had Jews and then you had uh you had uh gentiles you know people that were engrafted into jesus and weren't born quote unquote of the lineage of the son of david the the jew lineage now we as gentiles are engrafted in well the roman was the roman uh, scourging or the roman uh, and i just did i know this from studying i don't just know it because i'm super smart but but through reading the roman punishment style was severely worse than the jewish pun, punishment style and jesus should have been punished under that, but it was punished under the Roman. And so a Roman implement for severe bodily punishment it consisted of a handle with about a dozen leather cords with jagged pieces of bone or metal at each end to make the blow more painful and effective. The victim was tied to a post and the blows were applied to the bare back and the loins and sometimes even to the face and to the bowels. The Flesh was cut in several places by each blow. So hideous was the punishment that the victim often fainted and some died under it. It was designed to get confessions and secrets from its victims. But what could they get from an innocent, sinless one? Flogging was permanent. Uh, was permitted by the law of up to 40 stripes. The Jews reduced this to 39 stripes. If the scourge used on Jesus had 12 thongs on it, it was hit 39 times and would have caused 468 stripes. If some struck the same place and cut deeper than the time uh, each time one can see how his body because of the intense hatred back of, of, of each blow was marred more than any man's depiction. So this work that Jesus did and took these stripes and took this this these beatings upon him were so heavy were so intense upon his body. That it, it 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 exposed the insides of him. It was it ripped the the outside off of his body, because remember he was hit with 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 the um, he was flogged, but a scourge. depending on on which one they used, he was flogged, and then the scourge itself w- with the handle had twelve straps on the end of it, each piece having jagged metal or bone or glass at the end, uh, uh, tied into it. And each, each hit produced multiple. I mean, one hit from that. I'd probably die just one hit from it, but he took 39 of those times each 12 at the end of that scourge. This is why you don't have to walk in sickness. You don't have to live in disease. Don't just take it as at face value that if you have sickness or an incurable thing that your doctor can't figure out, don't take that as the end result. This is just how I live. This is just what I have. I have, oh, this is just runs in the lineage of my family, Dylan. Oh, Dylan, you know, that's cute. And and Jesus, I know did this work, but this is just, I I can live with this. I have a pill for it. I have a, I have an appointment with my doctor every two weeks. I, I have a, you know, my, my, my job allots for this particular thing that I have. It's not a matter if you can live with it or not. It's a matter of are you doing away with the work that Jesus did, making it for no reason at all in your life? Well, Dylan, there's a lot of people with way more sickness than disease than I have. No, he did the work for you. He did the work specifically for you. And he did the work specifically for me. It's not that there's this crowd of people can get these perceptions in their mind that there's so many people that there's this work that just kind of blankets over humanity. No, no, no. God's work, the work that Jesus did blankets over you individually. It's made just for you. And so anything that you do that makes this work vain or makes this work irrelevant, makes the work and the effort that Jesus put in to receive these stripes and this beating, like it wasn't worth it at all. It doesn't mean that because you haven't seen the physical healing of the thing yet, it it's never going to happen. But for you just absorbing it and taking it, and saying it's not that big of a deal, I can live with this particular thing, that's taking his work in vain and saying it wasn't It's not really relevant for me for this particular thing. It's just such a small ailment, Dylan. It's not that big of a deal. I don't accept any of it. Jesus was completely marred and destroyed. His body, every part of his body was destroyed. We're going to get into the cross. We're going to talk more about this this week. As as Easter has just passed and seeing the work that Jesus did, that we should be living in as Christians, We, it shouldn't be a negotiation for us to receive the things in fullness, not just the big things. You know, Jesus' healing power doesn't just take place because it's a huge problem, because it's a major sickness or a major disease. No, the little things. You don't, you don't have to deal with any problems in your body, any problems in your life with a healing disease, sickness, illness, choose to walk in the healing power that he worked for. He put the effort in. Don't make it not worth it. Don't allow it to not be worth it. You should be mad when you haven't seen the uh, working power of God in your body yet. Not mad at God or he did the work for it. But there's a curse on the earth that makes these things happen. God has never cursed any person, and uh, uh, listen, if God cursed the earth, he would. The word world would be in a lot worse condition than it is if God cursed it. God's the creator of it. You don't think he can destroy it? So God's not doing this to the earth. God's not cursing the earth or doing anything bad. It's not God's fault that there's sickness and disease and illness and people have are dying from diseases and things like that. He he did the work. He gave up his son and his son put in the work to make sure that you and I could walk in the, the greatest healing power available to us in history. Choose to walk in it on a daily basis. I'm healed. You know. Even if, even if you have a cough, even if you cough a little bit, it doesn't change that you're not healed. You just need to apply that work that Jesus did to that particular thing. Well, glory, glory to God. What a great morning we've had together. Hope this blessed you this morning and uh, you're ready to start your day, had our coffee and ready to kick the devil in the face today in everything that we do. So I love you. Go forth this week. Come back tomorrow. Got special meeting tomorrow in the morning. We're going to continue on this study. I'm going to keep studying over the next day. Um, but we're going to continue talking about healing, peace, prosperity, and God's redemptive work that he said through Jesus. Don't miss tomorrow. Special, special meeting tomorrow about the, the peace and prosperity that Jesus made available to us. I love you so much. Hope you have a great day. Again, I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. Watch the end here. And... uh uh, thank you for everybody that supports this ministry and prays for us be blessed today I'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early at 6am love you. see you later